In the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. There's a story told of Ronald Knox, the famous chaplain to Oxford University who was a great influence on many students. As a child and the youngest of a brilliant clerical family, he was exceptionally precocious and doubtless, therefore, intellectually overstimulated. So that even at the tender age of three, when he was already mastering the Greek alphabet, it is said, he had considerable problems with insomnia. When one of his formidable aunts asked him what he did when he could not sleep, the three-year-old Ronnie replied, well, aunt, I just lie there and think about the past. We gather tonight and throughout this holy week to think about the past. And God expects us to use the very best of our thinking as we read and listen to our foundational stories this week. We rightly esteem the gift of reason in our Anglican tradition, but reason can only take us so far. It can only bring us to the edge of mystery, and then we have a choice. We can decide to keep the stories of this week at a safe distance, locked in the past, or we can allow the narrative to claim us in the present. As we think about the past this Holy Week and remember Christ's last days on earth, our liturgy will immerse us in scripture and song, sacrament and prayer. All of it is meant to bring us into contact with the eternal mystery of Jesus Christ in the present tense of our lives. And tonight, we begin the three days liturgy by recalling the institution of a sacramental meal in which the flesh of God becomes our food. And the creator of the universe stoops to wash our feet. Mysteries to be sure. And these are mysteries not because they leave something hidden from us, but because they show us everything. They are inexhaustible. And our finite human minds cannot take it all in. Christ does not hold anything back from us. Nothing is hidden. Everything is revealed. But just as we can be blinded by too much light when it's brought into our eyes, the light that Christ shines dazzles our reason, and it disorients our attempts to control the mystery that is God. The stories we remember tonight are about drawing us into God's life, not our preconceived ideas of God, or the gods that we've tamed to fit into our categories of human reason, but the living God who is a consuming fire of ecstatic love. This night is not about interesting information from the past. 
It's about putting us into direct contact with God's saving power in the present. We can try to control and tame the dynamite that is sacrament and scripture. We can domesticate the sacrament of Christ's body and blood by turning it into a merely human meal of fellowship and remembrance. We can turn the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet into a nice moral lesson about service. But the liturgy asks more of us. It does not allow us to keep Jesus at a safe distance, confined to the past or within the limits that our reason would set. The three-day liturgy, which we begin tonight, it drives us into the passionate heat of these saving events. And they refuse to be examined from afar with cool and calculating reason. In a few minutes, just after this sermon, we'll wash each other's, we'll wash each other's feet. We'll embody the new commandment. We'll get involved with it so that we love each other as Christ loved us. And as we enact this loving service, we're swept into the saving action of the creator of the universe, stooping down to us. He takes off the garment of his divinity and scrubs the dirt off of our feet. We'll miss what's being communicated and offered for us and for our salvation in these holy days unless we let go of the idea that we're the creators of the world or the creators of God. And instead, bow our minds, bow our minds before the mystery that has stooped to wash our feet, the mystery that has given its life to guard us from death, the mystery that has become our food and drink. Friends, we have received what has been handed on. And what has been handed on to us is the mystery of Jesus Christ, pouring himself out for us and for the life of the world. Tonight, he stoops down to wash our feet and he gives us the greatest gift the world has ever known, the sacrament of his body and blood. We are heirs and stewards of that mystery. We tend a fire that will never go out. And we have the responsibility to bear witness to the saving power of God in Christ in our own day and to hand it on from our generation to the next so that the liberating action of God will always be known as a present reality. Christ, on the night before his suffering and death, stoops down to the level of our feet, washing us from all sin, healing us, from all that we think makes us unworthy to stand before him. And then he takes bread 
gives thanks, breaks it, and says, this is my body that is for you. Here is the mystery of life, the means of grace, and the hope of glory. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.